Well, I'm at Slaboy T. All right, this is uh, Shit Spouter 37. This is Black.com Pilled. This is the Fed Post. I'm in a food coma and CRK is uh, hungover. So we're all basically on the same wavelength. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> food coma. CRK is uh, complete. What, what is, what is your ailment? COH? What's your ailment today? Gin uh, drunk. I've been watching a lot of the masters golf tournament. I've been having a great weekend. You sound like the coolest old lady. The <laughs> G and T's with the bridge girls getting no, based. Seriously. Yeah. Big and drinking men and tea. Uh, Jen and tea and lemonade too. That the Arnie Palmy. Awesome. <laughs> the Arnie Palmy. Yeah. Well, I am fucking uh, malnourished and overcaffeinated today. So let's, let's go. A particularly haggard uh episode of the fed posts i like it it's like the oregon trail yeah i might i there's a reasonable chance i might die of dysentery halfway through this yeah at some point in time we're gonna turn on each other have to eat one of us yeah coh's computer will have dysentery Uh, it actually might it it legitimately might combust someday i know that crk was just joking earlier but it overheats all the time like where you can feel it and it feels like you could cook eggs on it or something yep just got back from getting lunch with a bud and i never even ended up getting lunch because he just we ended up just talking so so much but uh that sounds wholesome yeah, yeah. It actually it was mainly him talking. It was like I think <laughs> I think it's like a particularly isolated friend of mine. And yeah. so halfway you know those like interactions, especially these days, like those interactions where you kinda like you get like twenty minutes in, you're like, I have not been able to get a word in edgewise, but I think that this is probably just like a good thing for this person. So they I'm were just gonna... craving human interaction. My friend it, it, was like that because she lived by herself and right. was like almost shaking when she finally like left her apartment and we went for a walk. I'm literally so... shaking. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of deal. So uh so, I was yeah. talking to this girl on the airplane when I flew back home a few weeks ago, uh, and she was saying that she hadn't left her apartment until like two weeks ago for a year and a half. And I was like holding in a year fucking sick. Um, but <laughs> well, I mean, was that, that, wasn't, yeah. that wasn't literal, though, was it? It was like, no, I think I mean, I think she was saying she ordered um like off instacart to get all of her groceries i'm sure she like left her house to like if she had to go to the post office or like pick up a Jesus maybe a prescription Christ. or something but she Jesus. was like saying she hadn't actually even left to go get food or anything have any of us here uh, gotten to the level of having groceries delivered during COVID times yet because no. i have not i've delivered no. groceries for people the first sure. side of that 
it really sounds like neat excellence and something I aspire to, but no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's literally all of my neighbors are doing the, the, uh, I mean, I literally, like, went down, I, I went to my neighbor's front door to, like, ask them for something yesterday, and then, like, our conversation was interrupted by their grocery delivery. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just had my, I just had my roommate move out, um, and like he was basically getting like uh like uh de- food delivered every meal type deal yeah um, i'm too broke to do that shit man i can't afford like an additional 20 dollars every meal for delivery fee and tip every time that's absurd like beyond the fact of like i just like to cook my own meals right that's some serious bug man shit that's a sign <laughs> of sickness yeah, yeah. Better off without <laughs> yeah the, the, the slim chance the slim chance that people i know in real life might be listening to this i will not comment too much but it is something that i don't it is something i don't want for myself um, yeah, yeah. I, I will certainly say that much not for me i would say there's nothing wrong with it but i don't even believe that actually <laughs> You yeah, can't, I mean, can't be healthy though either like to no. eat out for every meal like your guts would be rotting well, and psychologically, okay. too, like you're so far removed from the production of that food, like you're not even interacting with anyone at the store to like understand what's going into the food that you're eating or like going to the restaurant to see the people that are making the food or anything like that. You're just having a yeah. box dropped off to your door like that's fucking batshit crazy. And it's not good for you. Like psychologically, it can't be. Uh, Nicole yeah, and I were staying in an Airbnb for a month. Oh God, and we did not terrible. have access. We did not have access to a functional kitchen. Um, so by the end of that, of just you know eating nothing except takeout from Grubhub or whatever, I began to feel like ET in the last quarter yeah. of the film. You know, when he was separated from Elliot, like I could uh-huh. just feel my body rotting away. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was working overnight as a security guard too. Cause I got laid off for like COVID reasons. And that was like my like temporary job. So I was nocturnal and eating bullshit. And I felt like it was an out of body experience. Dude, we're like, we're literally, I feel like, I feel like, like our society is operating under the assumption that like, we're going to ascend from our physical forms like any day yeah. now, but that oh, isn't yeah. going to happen. And so the simulation will start and we'll just get yeah. to choose like uh, our own surrogate and we'll just lay in the pod and you can be whatever and you can uh, like escape into the cyber reality, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I like it's, it's been probably fuck. It's probably been about a month since I got delivery. Um, but I do know like, you know, it's, it's one of those things, dude. Like it's a fucking, it's just better if you just don't open the door because it's, <laughs> because it's, cause it's a little too easy. Right. It's a little yeah. too easy. And then like, I mean, to be totally honest, like I, I live with my girlfriend, right. And she will go and um, it just works with like her, commute or what i need to be careful what i say because she she (laughs) might fucking she might flip me some shit here but uh like there have been there are times where she does the vast majority of grocery shopping and there's been a couple times in uh lockdown where like i've talked to her and just been like i'm i'm straight up like an agoraphobe right now like like you like it's been so long since i've done uh grocery shopping consistently that like i will struggle with that and then and then once you're at that point, 
I mean, it just it's 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 exponentially harder yeah. to get out of that. Well, right? then you can pull up your Instacart history. You can pick your reorder favorites. You didn't even think about it, bro. Just reorder the same order as last time and keep right, it you don't rolling. Even, right, you don't even need to go through the process of doing the online order for that 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 tiny window of a moment of self reflection. You can oh, just shit. you can order, you could just skip past the whole thing altogether and just order from uh, like you could order off of what's it called GoFresh or whatever, where they just send like the personal ingredients for one meal to your home, and you dude, can just I, tell you step by step instructions. <laughs> dude, I'll do you one better. You can just cut the whole thing out you just fucking kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the grocery store is like kind of awkward for someone who's been locked up for a long time because it's like hospital lighting you feel kind mm-hmm. of exposed and now there's like these like one lane only aisles like they're like you can yeah. only go this way and everybody's like okay i'm not trying to body shame but everybody's so fucking fat right now that i felt like <laughs> i was like humans from wally trying to get over like around this lady's like fat ass it was taking up the whole grocery store aisle while like terrible music from clear channels playing and i felt like i just wanted to die like it was terrible <laughs> it's it, yeah it, it's it's horrifying it's actually horrifying and like i feel like um i think that like covid policy can also kind of just like create this extra layer of like uh making places you've gone to your entire life just suddenly unfamiliar Mm-hmm. Um and like that added on to it. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's well, bleak. It, it reminds me of like Wrist Cutters a love story, like a movie I watched like in high school, like of like people that kill themselves, like get sent to another realm, but it's just right. slightly gray and shittier, just slightly. So it's like that. Like everything is just a little bit worse. Like the culvers we went to today, it was like the condiments were everywhere, like everywhere is just like trying to hire people, but no one wants to work. I like shitty fast food because they make more money on unemployment. So everything just seems like progressively shittier, but like somehow the same. Right. Yeah. Right. I would argue really that like it's necessary to go out and interact with that because that's like interacting with the real that's around you because shit is miserable and shit does suck. And like you should like uh, it's miserable going to the grocery store because it's just like a huge vat of human excess and like consumerism. But like, that's the entire reality that we live in. So it's much healthier to go out and interact with something like that and interface with like the horrible nature of it than just like, oh, well, I can just press a button on my phone now and now I can order this to my door. Oh, yeah, totally. No like, especially with how the media is just twisting everything, like people just being like hermetically sealed in their little cells, like the only like window to the outside world these people have sometimes is like the fucking news they watch. And that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just <laughs> it's just like your your daily uh, your daily session of just being reminded that you need to be in a in an app in an absolute state of constant terror. Um, but 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 in a way that like has absolutely nothing to do with like the 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 terror and misery that you should be paying attention to, which is just like the the crippling alienation that makes it so that just like even going to the fucking grocery store is just like bizarre. Uh, it's 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 like uh, uh, the you know um, the news wants you to focus on like. Um, you know, convincing yourself of the delusion that like you're going to be attacked by the KKK on your way <laughs> from the car to the fucking uh, to the grocery store or something. Right. It's it's a it's a fucking clown show. It's a joke. 
Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about how, uh, uh, JK Rowling is doing a no growth so that we don't need to pay attention to the fact that your own neighborhood is a place you don't even fucking feel welcome in anymore. Um, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to make myself angry just talking about it. I'm like, I'm like feeling worse. Uh, maybe that should be angry that the sense of community holding around us i mean you should be infuriated you should be screaming yeah yeah absolutely like back to uh back to coa just point good morning do you mind is there any way that you could uh turn your volume up just a tiny bit let me give it a shot oh i can turn them up too yeah well it'll just it'll just be relevant to me because i'm doing the the in but I can also turn them up for my personal volume. I can hear them a little louder too. I didn't know that was. Well, a thing. I don't really, I don't really give a fuck about your functionality. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> Honestly, it might be kind of a fun avant-garde thing to just have it be you can't hear anyone. Yeah, totally. And you're just, yeah, you're just kind of talking about random shit. Everyone, like, we're talking about a movie, and you're like, oh well, Lennon actually clearly outlined. Okay. Whatever. Shots fired a little bit. <laughs> Test. Test. Yeah, works. yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he right, just cool. has a we graham can... crackery voice. I love when it. do I not? You just <laughs> sound like a college professor. That's what I thought when I first heard your voice. <laughs> You're teaching me. Uh, you, yeah, I take offense to that. So. <laughs> you have a bit, yeah, you have a bit of like a math department voice. I will say yeah. that. Sure. Which is my autism seeping through. <laughs> that, that is that that is a euphemism for saying that you have an autistic voice. You yeah. could be worse. You could have a humanities department. <laughs> oh god, that's what CRK just said in the chat. Oh shit! Oh shit! Please yeah, save me from being perceived as a theater kid. Oh my god! I feel like CRK is being such a voyeur right now. He's just like commenting down here. Yeah, he's, he's masturbating furiously. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, we've we've been recording long enough. Me and me and me and him are just are just simultaneously coming up with the same shitty jokes across the country. Oh gosh. Uh, surfing the same brain waves, baby. That's right. Surf surfing the web with my friends. Um, oh my gosh. Well shit, I don't know. I mean, should we should we get uh should we get serious relatively so and and jump into I didn't come up with any fucking questions for just full disclosure. Well, I think we could just like start by easing into what we were talking about before, just about how like communities generally corroded um, overall, just like under the conditions that we live under in late capitalism, but just like specifically now with COVID and after like isolations and lockdowns, I think that's kind of a good jumping off point to go into the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's not hard to find a a discussion in any of our episodes that doesn't uh, at least vaguely connect to that topic. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know I saw, for instance, like Gamork. All right, first of all, how should I say your name, G-Mork? Is it Gamork? (laughs) Is it G-Mork? Is it Mork? Like, what's going on here? G-Mork sounds like Miami's most wanted. (laughs) <laughs> I figured it was Gamork. Gamork is correct. How have okay. none of you ever seen the never ending story? Come on. I've seen Gamork. the never ending story, but I guess I'm just basing on that right Wait. now. The, the disgusting wolf puppet. Come on. 
I've seen I've seen the never end of story plenty of times, I guess. I just there's just so much going yeah. on in that movie that it kind of washes over me. At a, I just remember at a like the, the darkness, uh, the nothing I mean. And then also yeah. like the flying guy, the dad that's like drinking eggs in his orange juice, telling this kid that you need to stay grounded. Wait, you're uh, saying the flying guy. Are you talking about Falcor? Is Falcor. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you get and then you get I remember vivid. I always remember that's first scene of that movie. You got a guy riding a snail, right? You got a giant mountable snail, I believe. Something like that, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I actually watched that movie for the first time like a year ago. My parents never let me watch that as a kid, I guess. They didn't support the message in it. Yeah, Racing I mean, snail. Deep, certainly my brand. racing snail also a very obviously crypto satanic so i don't (laughs) blame your parents one is symbolic yeah yeah no exactly i know what that means and it is exactly that um yeah but anyways i saw that gamork had a uh, thread on twitter talking about uh how basically like pick up a fucking wrench or like pick up a shovel or pick up something and do something in the real world. Uh, do something that connects you to your labor, do something for your community. Um, and so I kind of want to piggyback off that and just kind of see like outline that a little bit more, uh, kind of your feelings on that. And it's like alienation from the product of our labor thing that, that you've been poking around on. Well, you just hit the nail on the head. We are alienated from the fruits of our labor. In order for us to reconnect with our community and within ourselves, we need to start actively engaging with what our society used to do. And what that is, is working with our hands and doing something that is constructive to not just ourselves, but the people around us. Um, We work very sedentary post-industrial jobs at the moment. Mm -hmm. We don't ever see the outcome or um, uh, or the efforts of our labor come to fruition. It's extremely abstract. I think it's ex- very important for personal health, uh, emotional, mental, even physical, to do something with your hand, do something that's mm-hmm. actually within the physical realm. And yeah, I, I guess you could say that is sort of the uh, underlying current of everything I post online. Yeah, that's something that I've actually picked up on uh, and actually really personally resonated with like this past year, specifically during COVID. Like beforehand, I worked like various different service industry jobs or like hospitality type of jobs. Um, And then I was like laid off after COVID. And I realized that like, A, my job was not an essential job. So like really it was basically nothing. Uh, like if it's not essential to the like continuation of society and community to people around me, then really like, what is that job? And then I was like, had this kind of thing where I was like really kind of searching, like understanding why is it that I go into work and do something where I'm just looking at a computer that feels not even close to natural or like, I feel almost like I can feel my soul being sucked out through my eyeballs into the screen every single minute I look at it. Um, and so I just like went out and just like started trying to dig in some dirt and just like make something you can see with your hands. And like I realized an immediate reconnection almost to like not only just like the reality around me, but also the people around me, because you have to interface with the community around you when you're doing stuff in real time and when you're having some sort of real effect on the material nature of the reality around you. And the benefit can be immediate, unlike with most post-industrial positions. When we look at white-collar positions, you know, 
a lot of the time there really isn't any actual product, especially in things like the tech industry, where there mm -hmm. never will be anything that comes to fruition. It's just people meaninglessly and purposelessly toiling away in front of a screen for a product that's never released. And that's the reality for a lot of Americans. Um, now, if you're working with your hands, if you're building something, that's something that your neighbors can appreciate. It's something that can immediately help someone next to you or around you. And if we can get more people doing that as a hobby, then perhaps we can have a bit of an antidote to the ocean that is all-encompassing, surrounding us all the time. Because so that's I'm gonna... like also something like Gamork talks about that I've always really liked is that like institutional knowledge is slipping away too. Like when you're not practicing these trades or building these things that last, like we're forgetting how to make things. Like we mm -hmm. don't have industrial capacity in our country anymore. Like it's, and it's almost sometimes impossible to reverse engineer some of these things. It's something yeah. certainly affecting the Department of Defense. Right now, mm -hmm. they're hiring people to reverse engineer the F-22 because we forgot how to construct it. Um, that's kind of incredible, if you ask me. That's yeah. some late-stage empire shit. Totally. That's unbelievable. That reminds me of like a joke that I'm going to do a normally thing here in reference, Joe Rogan. Uh, but Joe <laughs> Rogan had a stand-up special like 2012 or something where he makes a joke about how he thinks that it's possible that past civilizations... Uh, we're actually more advanced than we are now. They just hit a point where somehow all the smart people died off that know how to actually do the thing. And you're just left with a bunch of people that don't know how to actually build the product or make the thing, just right. using the thing. And they're just trying to explain like, oh, yeah, that big pyramid was actually just a tomb uh, when really like it was an energy conductor or whatever. But it, mm -hmm. it reminds me of that. It's like late stage empire shit, like the crumbling. <laughs> That's literally what happened with um, with uh, uh, cement, right? Cement or concrete. It was like lost for a very long time. Concrete, and then, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you cut out there for a sec. What were we saying? Oh, I do apologize. Um, That's what we can we can make uh, concrete similar to how the Romans. It's just very late. We lost that technology for 2000 years, roughly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I feel like a lot of people think that like a march towards progress includes like eliminating labor type jobs, like physical labor type of jobs for some reason. Um, and so it's kind of seemed like, oh, well, you don't want to go back to like, you know, everyone making things. You, why would we want to return back in time? Um, and you also get people like I would do a little bit of a devil's advocate thing here and say, like, not everyone can go out and build something with their hands. Right. Like if you live in like the middle of Brooklyn, you don't have like a work shed or a backyard to like do something in or like, you know, it, it's harder to go out and do these types of tasks. And especially right. if you're a working class person who already has a job where you're, you know, at working fast food or something, pressing numbers on the screen and you're getting a paycheck. I mean, it, even though you're not going to be satisfied with that work at the end of the day, you're just doing it so that you can exist and live. Uh, how, how is someone meant to make that switch over in that scenario? Or is it that you think that people who have the ability to do so should try to uh, just to kind of try to hold that out as a current? I think everyone has the capacity. Um, someone who is inside of a studio department in Brooklyn, they can just as easily pick up a piece of paper and a pencil and make drawing. As someone who's in a rural area could, you know, begin building shit with their hands. Mm -hmm. um, we all have tools at our disposal to allow us to express our desire to create, which is innate mm -hmm. in all of us. Mm -hmm. um, 
And we need to start tapping into that. We need to begin doing it. It really doesn't matter the medium in which you create. As long as you're doing the action, you will get the reward. So you'd argue also like art, uh, creation of art to a degree, physical media and physical art would be doing that same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I would say art is one of the last it like forms where we like one of the last popular forms that we still like elevate that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I think, I think it, it's still very much like a common value for people to encourage others to like create art and, 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 and things like that. Um, but yeah. I do get what like COH is getting at and that like cottage core is kind of bougie. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, look at these YouTube videos of these kids who are probably like born to rich parents that like just bought a cottage out in this beautiful, like natural environment and look at them making bread and wearing Amish clothes, you know, like but, most people can't like quit their job and go out there and do that, you know? But, but all of us know that's completely artificial. They hired the yeah. people to do all of that, make all the bread, build the yeah. tiny house. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. it's pretty silly to me. But it's like all of these things are so superficial, but they do have a root in something. Like, you have to wonder, like, why the hell are all these, like, cottage core like, YouTube videos, like, popping up? Because people do have, like, a yearning for, like, not having, like, cheap Ikea furniture and living mm -hmm. in the studio apartment and watching, like, 10 hours of Gossip Girl or whatever. I'm aging myself a little bit saying that. But, like, it's, it's pretty terrible life, you know? I think it's, like, a deep biological... A response like I think that we've advanced to a point technologically way beyond where we should be biologically and we don't really have a great way to respond to that and you have most people that are just telling you you can't do anything about it you should just embrace it fuck it we'll just see where it goes um, mm -hmm. and those people are going to be like your quote-unquote progressives a lot of times in like these giant tech cities and shit where it's like whatever man like the bug man life is great actually mm -hmm. um, and it's like you you kind of run into that where it's like people are rushing into something where they don't even know where it could be going. Um, and then they look back to you and act like you're crazy or like it's almost like it feels like a sense of like I know Marty talked about this on episode a few back, but it's kind of like a cultural malism kind of thing, like a destruction of the old, like completely. And I know that there's always a tendency in new generations and like quote unquote revolutionary thought to, you know, destroy the old ways and go forward from there. But I feel like there's sometimes utility in understanding that new grows out of the old. Um, so a lot of times it comes from preserving the things that work and trying to sprout something out of there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's oh, been corporatized too. Like, that's yeah. That's exactly it. Um, <laughs> it's forcing us into economic servitude. It's a return to the company store. Um, we are completely reliant on these services which these corporations provide us. And they fill every aspect of life and things that we used to do as individuals. You were just talking about DoorDash and delivery. I mean, look at that. Even something as simple as cooking a meal has been replaced by a subscription service. Mm -hmm. And I think that the only way we can actually fight, um, you know, this corporate growth that does exist is to return to doing these um, very simple tasks on our own. Mm -hmm. um, and like yeah. I said, it can be the creation of art. It can be cooking. It can be things that you can do inside of a studio apartment. You don't necessarily need to have a rural compound to do any of this. <laughs> 
not like a return to nature but just a return to the real like a return to what you can physically fucking touch and do around you Gamora right. sounds a uh, Ted Kaczynski pill, man. He's got a yeah. shirt. And- <laughs> he totally is. He sent me a teddy bear. There's like a bear that looked like Ted Kaczynski when we first started dating. I tried to offer some pushback on it for you, for you, like for you and your PMC buddies up in Brooklyn. Thank you. We need we we, we don't have a voice and uh, oh yeah for the for the for the folks at home we got uh we got a uh, CRK calling in from uh, the uh, his toilet bowl right now. <laughs> oh, this is fucking the, the fucking dickheads in the Discord are gonna think I did coke again. I didn't do any fucking coke. All right, regular regular normal hangover. Let's get real. Outside of Brooklyn, who doesn't podcast, might also get that's that's what it is. <laughs> Nothing wrong classic. with a little booger sugar. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> okay, um, buddy. We oh, do right, right. need to like push back on this like corporatization because not only are like corporations we're trying to be forced to like accept that they're people now with Citizens United, but also like our behavior has been corporatized and eventually we're going to all look like the fucking hills have thighs dude in the wheelchair with that giant brain hanging off the back of it. <laughs> and like we're just gonna be pay pigs, like being like financially dominated by Amazon. It's gonna be gross. Yeah, it's basically going to be that, except it'll be like my son in the wheelchair with big fat man titties hanging off because he mm-hmm. drank too many IPAs or something. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, it'll be a Funko Pop of him to commemorate oh him with his headstone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think like a big thing about this also, and like I think one of uh, 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 ooh, like the 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 nihilism of capital. Uh, we, we have we have nothing as our guiding light for just kind of uh, informing where we ought to go as we take steps forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that one of one of the big uh, like uh, issues I see with the the bug man future and the uh, becoming more and more uh, just disconnected from just your own like nature as a physical <laughs> life form. Uh, it, is is just like the concept of the blank slate right like just the idea of like you know not really factoring in any kind of like inherent human nature and just kind of looking at people as like a set of lego blocks that you can basically just like assemble any which way and there's infinite possibilities and and you don't need to to factor in uh, any kind of base nature into that um it's like easy to market to those people yeah yeah, like like I'll, I'll honest I'll honestly kind of give kind of a bugman example, which is that I play I like to play a lot of like tabletop games, right? Like Dungeons and Dragons, and and I have I am currently out of everybody I know the only person who's still literally just fucking playing with my boys at my house physically. Everyone else is doing this fucking like remote video <laughs> chat stuff, right? And at that point, I literally don't know why you wouldn't just. <laughs> play a fucking video game because it would probably work better <laughs> um but it's just the whole idea of like no like i'm i'm sort i'm flipping through uh, you know sheets of paper and it's a mess and it's <laughs> not it's not efficient at all for actually playing the game but like just having the the bare bare minimum uh critical thinking to realize that like it's it's not about the game it's about the fact that being here in a room with your friends is good for you 
uh, and that's something that you shouldn't just completely take out of this hobby. Um, but again, like just looking around and that's not bared out in just how I see other people choosing to, you know, yeah. interface with the hobby. It's, and It's hard though. Like, like, let's say like you meet people online that you really like and mm. like you live in different parts of the country. Like Gamork and I play D&D with Hobbs and Mouse Ghosts. Because they're in different parts of the country. You and sons of bitches didn't even invite me. <laughs> All right. All right. I see how it is. I, I, I talked to Hobbs and he's like, oh, I'm playing D&D. I'm like, oh, that's fun. I didn't. Re- All right. That was fun. <laughs> the Cubians are turning on each other. Yeah, no, this is, oh, this, is this is ridiculous. You guys are. This is you're all fucking naturally cunning and deceptive. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever played D and D, and of course it's a sausage fest. And like, it's I'll fun, get used though. to it. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh, I always like kind of talk trash on it because like how everybody like builds up their own lore around them, especially like internet personalities. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, why do why do I want to like spend my leisure time like? fantasizing you know instead of just like you know trying to make my life better materially but then I'm like oh this is kind of fun because then it like is a nice way to schedule like keeping in touch with people too hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. Uh, okay all right to answer your question COH he's, he's, in, the, he's in the chat here saying he doesn't know what D&D is <laughs> I didn't want to like cause the whole thing <laughs> It's I can describe D for you. It's poker for nerds. That's basically what it is. Okay, you yeah, gather okay. around, you yeah. get high, you eat some shitty food. You know, that's is there yeah. money involved? Yes. Transfer lots of money to win into coast. Lots and lots of money. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's like $60 a book. There's definitely money involved. <laughs> no, do it, do it. No, there are, there are people who are deep in debt with bookies who are trying to flame the country because they're really in debt to, to boogies for D&D. It's very to serious. To Dungeon Master? <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. It's a big problem. I can respect that, actually, then. I'm yeah, joking. It's, it's, no, uh, no, nobody owes me. Nobody owes <laughs> money. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure there's some fucking sickos out there extracting money out of it, but... Hell, yeah, why not? Betting their kids yeah, to it. I, 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 uh, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of describe it as being like a mix between, uh, between like a CAD architectural, uh, program and, uh, and like improv, uh, and, uh, yeah. And the, and the people, the people that focus more on the latter are the people you you don't really want to hang out with. Is there Uh, a board? And the, the, uh, there can be. And then the people that focus a little bit more on just the like quantifiable, like we're, we're doing a, a accountant simulator. Those are, the, those are the people you want to be hanging out with a little bit more. So you're saying autists? You'd rather hang out with yeah. autists than theater kids? Well, to be honest, this is this is the That's case fair. with all with all nerd cultures now, which is like there's like the Hollywood pedophile. Uh, like new generation and you just don't want to have anything to do oh with them and then there's like the completely like uh like anti-social kind of old guard that won't get you fired from your job and like actually earnestly care about the things that we're doing so um, what i what i'm what I'm understanding is that we could fix the left. If we taught Nathan J. Robinson <laughs> how to min-max his halfling rogue, we could solve all of this. <laughs> you can't fix that boy. <laughs> no, uh-oh, he's unfixable. No. Oh my God, it's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, no. exactly. No, it's a peacock. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like just just saying this out loud has made it so that like current affairs is gonna fucking come out with some fucking <laughs> bullshit like like D D live stream, <laughs> and I'll probably kill myself when I watch that. Oh um, my god! Hold it into reality. It's really all of our fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's like yeah. a strategy and campaign fantasy game. You like? Do you create your own rules? Is that kind of and you create your own storyline? No, the kind of the idea is that the, the rules themselves are are kind of static to give uh, some like structure to it. Of course, you you can be like a, a, as kind of loosey goosey with that stuff as you want. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, you come especially these days with like how like the, the modern uh, version of the hobby is. It's like, yeah, very like story focused and, and shit like that. It's a good time. You've, you've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, right? I've heard of Dungeons and Dragons. I've only recently heard of it being referred to as D&D, like on the cool logo, like the cool slang. <laughs> There's nothing cool about it. <laughs> yeah, the worst it goes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you cat slinging it out on some D&D? <laughs> oh my god. No, but like I was pushing back against like nerd culture for the longest time because I'm basically just thinking, like for the longest time I was thinking that it was just like basically like fetishizing and romanticizing like like automation, you know, and like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. having your entire personality around consuming and collecting these trinkets that are trash. Yeah. Like these Funko little like, action figures and Funko Pops and stuff. And you almost seem like like a troglodyte or like cave creature <laughs> with all your little plastic things around you. And you're just going to like fossilize, <laughs> you know, and these things will be left in your cave with you like that, like Chinese emperor who made all those like statues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fo- fossilized, uh, fossilized cum tissues. <laughs> I mean, the, th- the thing is, is that like the thing is, is that like that t- Take on the on all of it is completely accurate, and yeah, so you don't totally. need to address that at all. Um, you you really don't. It creates um, like this inauthentic nerd that doesn't even actually care about the things that they care about at an obsession level. That makes nerds cool. Like nerds are cool because like generally they're either like autists, they're smart, or they're like super obsessed about a couple of things that they know a shitload about, and no one else yeah. deals with them because they're just always on that. <laughs> and that's actually kind of cool. Like yeah. to an extent, like, all right, yeah, you're a wealth of knowledge on two things that other people might not know as much about. But now well, it's see, like, I'm a nerd because like, that's my identity. So it means I watch Disney and buy Funko Pops. Like what? <laughs> no, and, th- and that's exactly why I was saying like, you want you want to be with those CAD program autist yeah, yeah. people as opposed Old to this, not as new a, autists. <laughs> yeah, as, well, as opposed to the fucking as opposed to the fucking grown up theater kids. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's like old poor and new poor from the Gatsby. You want to be old, hanging out with money, those money. I think of it on the other side. I keep my tabletop session strictly East Egg. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I miss like that's one thing I miss is obviously like I used to get together with friends and play like Catan. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Settlers of Catan. But it was just an excuse to like get people to like stick to plans and mm-hmm. make yeah. snacks and look at the whites of their eyes, you know? <laughs> so I totally get it. But it's just also I feel like a lot of people 
are just like getting like more and more like turning into hermits Mm -hmm. and it's hard especially like not necessarily like I came from like a rural town so my high school friends are like super based and kind of republicans and then when I went to college all my friends from there it's definitely like lib pandemic like all of them are afraid to like leave their house (laughs) so I just like I'm trying my best to figure out how to get people just to like socialize again and dude, and that's the whole, that's the whole thing. I think that like, I think that like that example I, I gave of like, man, I'm, I, everyone else has gone remote with, can you imagine that? Like going remote with your fucking, uh, tabletop hobby. Like it's a fucking <laughs> work meeting. Like why the fuck you- social interaction through the what screen? The f- yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> like, like have the, have the self-awareness, right? Like don't just be the rat in the maze. Like have the self-awareness to realize like, Catan, like you were, you you mentioned a second ago, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not really about the game. I mean, you can enjoy the game, but it's just a way of just like tricking baby into eating the medicine, yeah. right? Like <laughs> get your fucking retarded friends sitting around the fucking table, and we're gonna do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember the the, the Zoom Thanksgiving and uh, like uh, Zoom? Oh all my that fucking shit. god! I mean, like, yeah, I was just last night. I was just at this uh at this like pool hall, and it's like really packed like you know i was just like i walked in you know i'm conditioned now like i don't i don't you know you guys know i don't give a fuck about it but like i'm conditioned i walk in I'm like holy shit there's a lot of people here i'm like if i was someone who was concerned about it i'd be tripping yeah. out probably Sorry, right now. <laughs> yeah yeah but you know it, it, yeah it's it's just uh i mean other workarounds i'm sure someone just be like hey why don't we play virtual pool or why don't we just not have to worry about that and if all you're this shit virtual pool jesus christ well yeah yeah just anything like that and yeah you just realize like oh no this is way better like just being there and i don't even like you know yeah. you know doing too much like going out that much or whatever like but like yeah i mean it's it's clearly better i mean you feel more like a person you know what i mean like Oh, for I sure. Just like hippie white people shit right here real quick and say <laughs> that there is also like an energy field that your body exudes. And when you're around other people, you interact with their energy field as well. And it helps to replenish yours. That's and that's right, King. like, it's nice that- to be around other people within six feet of you. And like, even if you're just looking yeah. at each other, hanging out at a subway or whatever the fuck, it's nice to be around other people. Yeah. Open up somebody else's root chakra. Do that. This is a perfect, this no, is a perfect time to, to announce that uh, a perfect time to announce that starting next week, the top patron uh, tier <laughs> is going to, uh, is going to be eligible for a Ray key session with COH. Guided <laughs> meditations. I'll do some guided meditations. Let's go. Uh, some some fucking meditations. like David Lynch TM. Like, yeah, yeah. Why is yeah. meditation been actually, trending I actually taught music meditation uh, at, when I used to work at a spa to rich like yuppie people i did like the singing bowls and i did some shit like that gongs and such i can see it it. meditation is actually fucking good and super cool and i like that but uh yeah as long as you don't get too far into it like i think you need to like be able to get to a point where you can like meditate and understand how to control one's thoughts and like be in that state of mind and stuff without like being like yeah i can just like change my whole reality just inside my head it's like that's just not true. Well, yeah, the other thing with the, it into the bug. Yeah, the other thing about the bug men mentality you guys are talking about is that you get you get very addictive, and like a lot of it is just like uh, more of an. I mean, we're all naturally compulsive, and you know, even if you do things with your hands or outdoors, you'll definitely have a compulsion for that too. But the bug man thing specifically is gear. Everything is gearing you to be an addict in some mm-hmm. form or another. Obviously, so like that meditative shit or 
a lot of that is good to just uh you know shake that habit or just just be able to exist for a second like content yeah. without without the need for another hankering of whatever but uh yeah they're trying to create the most obsessive consumers as possible because the most obsessive consumers want to buy the brand new product and the brand new thing and do the like they're going to eat up whatever the fuck is like handed out without question no i know now like you know and obviously we're of the age where we started off without like phones being abundant or whatever but like i like nowadays like if i don't have my phone on me or i'm not on it like i feel i can feel myself like like needing it and it's just mm-hmm. like that's some twisted shit man yeah, yeah. you don't let yourself ever get bored uh no i i do well I'm, i've always been like kind of like uh like a little manic like that and just kind of uh restless so this is the perfect vehicle because i've been so. catching myself yeah. like you know when i'm doing like the laundry or cleaning or something like i always have something on same yeah and same. i'm like trying to really like maybe every once in a while just have like quiet time so i can mm-hmm. kind of like check in with myself that's and really that good. sounds kind of like bullshit but no, no, no like, that's good i think a lot of times is like people are really lonely right now and they like hearing it's almost as if we're like in a nursing home and they turn on the fox news or the msnbc whatever your flavor is just to hear voices yeah. like do you guys ever think about like yeah. there's so many people that just like have your voices on and they feel like like this parasocial connection to you people are doing like, that right now listening to this fucking pod yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> like when i leave my cat because i go out on vacation and i turn on uh the tv on the nature channel for him Oh. <laughs> <laughs> little, yeah. uh, little chirping birds for you yeah, for yeah. your cat to stare at no, yeah, I, realize, I mean we're not around to hang out with him so he he needs somebody. I realized it's like walking around outside, just being like, damn, like for a moment of boredom without any simulation, like if my phone's dead or whatever, like no music or whatever, I'm like, damn, I feel like fucking losing it right now. It's like, <laughs> that's not fucking good. Like when I was a kid, I could just, you, that's part of life is just plenty of idle moments. And like, yeah, I think that's a great strategy. It's like, you need to get back to like some, some void. I love idle like, moments, bro. Little, Grant Green yeah. fucking slaps. But uh, but also, uh, I'm just never really bored. I just got too much shit going on in my brain. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking about crazy shit all the time. Just built it. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, that's why I think, like, uh, having some kind of, like, practice with meditation is so fucking helpful, right? It's mm-hmm. just, like, so I'm not just being, like... I mean, I, like, we kind of touched on... Um, like already like like you know i think we've all like i used to go to like meditation groups and shit and like you like you you meet these people and i'm sure everyone knows what the fuck i'm talking about but these people that like take something um like uh like meditation (laughs) yeah drum circle shit uh and like uh you you take something that's like you know for your own well-being and you like invest so much into it that it becomes like your main explanation for the world around you Mm -hmm. as well and it was never intended yeah and it was never like intended to be that right i mean it's just it's um it's it's just it's it's lib shit it's just lib shit right it's just another identifier Um, another way to like shape your personality around this thing and now i'm this one thing i'm a yogi person or whatever the hell you know yeah, yeah. And i want i wanted to ask gamork about this too because it, it's sort of like that the embrace the nothing thing that gamork has in his bio and all that like uh, it's something i've been thinking about too is like how people uh sort of like rush to ideology and and uh have it consume their identity to fill that void obviously 
But uh, like in my mind, like, you know, we've talked about it on the show plenty of times, but like, I don't feel like the elites have any ideology. I don't think they have it. I think they, it's for the plebs in their mind. So to, to me, it's like, is, is it, uh, it's troubling, like telling people like, all right, let go of that shit. Don't be so, you don't need it as much as you think you do. But then people feeling like, all right, well, if not that, then it's just the void. You know, I, I think there's like an emotional appeal that they know people want. They know they need that, uh, especially as they make things more, you know, isolated and atomized. They know people will need that more and more. But how, how do you like, uh, how do you like balance it telling someone, you know, not just be brainwashed? You know what I mean? Like not join this cult of ideology or whatever. You get what I mean? Oh. Is more there? Oh, I'm totally here. Oh, okay. No, we are all certainly brainwashed. We are all stuck inside of this awful paradigm where we consume all of this brain-damaging, infecting media. And ideology does surround us constantly. I think the elites do have ideology. I think mm-hmm. that Chicago school economic policy dominates everything in every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. And marketization of pretty much everything. And this goes back to our conversation about services. Uh, is just omnipresent and there's no way to escape it. So when I say embrace the nothing, I don't necessarily mean forego all all ideology. What I really mean is that this ideology, this current existence, this epoch in which we live in is coming to an end. We can see the American empire crumbling. So rather than live in fear of that and double down on reforming it, just embrace it happening because it's not necessarily a bad thing. What we can create after this moment can be something beautiful. It doesn't have to be something terrifying. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's why we're trying to find land in the woods. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. Move. That's the fucking move. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you, what do you think? (laughs) I don't know. Forgive me if this is, if this is going to be kind of like a, like a a out there kind of question, but like if someone was to ask for any kind of advice on how to on how to handle surfing the waves of the diminishing empire that is the U.S. Um, I mean, what would you guys prescribe for that? I mean, what 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 kind of advice would you give to someone who, you know, I mean, I look out to my my social group of friends and most people are still basically doing what I was terrified of during COVID. And, and I've done a good job of avoiding it, which is basically just having everything paused and waiting for things to uh, to go back to a state of balance. And, and you know, to, to, to the person who has kind of gotten on that same page as you uh, of like, all right, shit is you know, rotating out, we're going to something else. Um, I mean, what kind of advice would you give that person? Find your own contentment and happiness because you're not going to find it externally, especially in media, especially in political media. Yeah. Grab on to like who and what you know is real and good and right. And then hold on fucking tight and dig your heels in. And also <laughs> like take advice more from people you love and respect and know like in real life rather than media figures that you have like a parasocial like obsession with because I realized like I was a little snot-nosed kid when I graduated from college and I was kind of like a lib and I just was acting and I'm ashamed of how I acted towards like my dad who's like um, a union guy but you know like he voted for Trump and um I kind of yeah yeah now I feel that way but I was just like how could you do that you know and then I came around and I'm just like wow I thought I knew everything and I feel like when you get so like ideology poisoned 
into this like little microcosm like you act like a insufferable know-it-all mm-hmm. and i feel like you should really just try to find those like human connections of people you respect and value those more <laughs> than like people that you're like trying to emulate online yeah that's a good point i feel like ideologies now they come like so just like packaged and completely like all right this is the complete ideology you must have all of this and so as soon as you like latch on to one and make it your identity you're like oh i've got everything figured out now actually because i've got this one thing in my back pocket and it's like people just really cling on to that um and think that like they've got everything figured out when there's just like changing conditions in front of us all the time and you may not know exactly what's going on and like i I can do like a classic boomer thing like you don't know what's going on in someone else's life or whatever the fuck yeah like you like you don't always know exactly the right thing to say and it's okay to be that way and not have to like immediately look for someone else's opinion that has your same ideology that you can mimic like you can take a second and be unsure for a little while and and also embrace uncertainty yeah totally oh that's the that's the big Mm -hmm. one i mean that's the kind of the first thing that comes to mind when i start to wonder like why um these kind of prepackaged ideologies that i mean i don't know about you guys but i mean i just look around at the people i know in real life and just like uh a a lot of the values of people around me seem to just have you know uh drastically changed seemingly overnight Mm -hmm. and and i think that a big part of that comes from uncertainty because i think that there is just like this really big question mark and i think that what's that the god hole yeah, these yeah, ideologies I, fill the god hole. And and well, I think hole. I think I think at any at any at any normal moment that would be the case. I think that it goes I think it's even more immediate than that though, right? And like and I I think the I think it's like contingent <laughs> on this particular moment of like great change and I think that it's it's a totally honest reflex by people because uncertainty is a risk factor and I think that people are wired to want to avoid uncertainty because they want to limit risk, right? Um, and and I think that you gotta you gotta fucking work on that because yeah. because because if you don't do that, you're gonna be led around by the nose by some fucking multinational corporation, or worse yet, some fucking septum ring wearing blue haired psycho. Who works bitch. for McKinsey? That right. yeah, that lives nothing nothing like your life, and yeah, it really is prepackaged. Like you you just see like uh mm-hmm. you know here's your Akaban bio, here's your Venmo and bio, your your hamstrickle emoji. The, like the internet communists are basically like MySpace emo kids from the early two thousands. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and like I get <laughs> it that you know everyone's trying to find their thing, but it like makes me sick that people are taking this ideology so seriously and are like canceling their family like on Facebook. And it's just like, I'm not talking to my dad anymore because he voted for Trump or something. You know, it's just like, that really makes me nervous because these people are getting more and more isolated. And I feel like they're just going to be miserable. I want to back Mm -hmm. up a moment because we kind of touched on something that's very important and that's mitigating risk. Um, That is essentially Mm -hmm. what the elites are counting on. 
Is everyone yes. being so averse to risk that they're willing to partake inside of these incredibly exploitative systems that they have created for us? Um, I constantly am harping on services, but services are something that represents like this and its most naked and like obviously blatant state it is because it is something that's going to charge you more money than if you were to do this yourself. But the idea behind that is the risks are eliminated um, by having someone render this uh, labor for you. But that also robs you of something that is incredibly important, especially as the empire begins to decay, and that's independence and the ability to do that yourself. Now, mm -hmm. Nikok mentioned before that we're forgetting how to do labor, how we're, we're forgetting how to build things, we're forgetting how to be a functional society. But this can invade your personal life as well. If people forget how to cook meals, people forget how to, you know, repair their clothes. Um, if the United States economy were to collapse, what would those people's lives look like? They'd be right. screwed. They'd die with the first round of designer dogs. <laughs> but also like talking about designer like bug man yeah shit but talking about like prepackaged goods and you forget how to make your own food you for, your people are forgetting how to make their own thoughts like yeah, they're just exactly. prepackaging yeah. these takes from chapo cucks and like fucking <laughs> like no yeah yeah that's, that's yeah just that's regurgitating it and i think that also is it comes from like the fear of risk but an added fear of humiliation for yeah, saying the exactly wrong it. thing because exactly you are it. so <laughs> just like on all sides like just being pressured to say the right thing at all times and i found this i don't even use facebook anymore because it was like there are so many social circles that were like interconnecting like i have work people on there i have family on there I have people I went to high school with like 10 years ago on there. And it's just like, how do I say the thing that like, I'm not going to be ostracized from any of those groups. And that's why I have an anonymous Twitter account and I never used it until the fucking COVID happened. But it was like, I needed Same. someplace to vent. I'm, I'm like so glad you said, you said that because it's, I've like, I've, I've said this plenty of times in the past and everything, but I think one of the biggest, it's obviously like a disciplinary device, but, but honestly, just like just one of the biggest things in general about the choposphere in particular, but just the online left generally is um, like more than anything, they're 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 concerned with like enforcing rules around what is like uh, like uh, an Acceptable. embarrassing cliche right. or like what's gauche. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, like it's it's the, the worst. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, uh, like if you say like, oh, my God, like uh, uh, I do you go talk to some chopo fag at a bar or something. The first fucking thing you're going to hear if you say something like uh, like uh, let's we'll, we'll we'll say you you say that you like uh, you kind of like Tucker Carlson or something. Right. It's not the like it's not the like, oh, my gosh, like I, I disagree with this person on these things or, or honestly, even even uh, they probably won't come at you immediately with the like. Oh my God, he's a fucking white supremacist. They're gonna, they're going to roll their eyes and scoff at you because, like, I can't believe that you have the same taste in content as my boomer parents. My God, you, you fucking pedestrian. Um, it's right. like it's, it's so obviously empty. Or um, Joe and, Rogan, who I love because I watch him with my dad when working in the yard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan is extremely gauche. Yeah, that's that's well, not well, the case. 
Yeah. Well, and in that way, Joe Rogan's like the best <laughs> litmus test because oh, you sure. want because you want to be spending time with people that like Joe Rogan over the people <laughs> that think that you know that think that Virgil, Texas, and uh, and and uh, and whatever the fuck the rest of their fucking His retards names are. Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are cool and have a good sense of humor. Um, yeah, that's nightmarish. If you think if you think Virgil is cool, that's that's wild. But. Uh... But yeah, the, the other thing too is just that these people like there's this as far as the uncertainty thing, like these guys, the take makers, not just them, like everybody in who's like a big, you know, famous person in, in political media or whatever, they, they they are not allowed to be unsure. They have to tell you what's going on. Something new happens, something crazy, unexpected. They have to act like they knew it was coming all along or that they uh Well, yeah, I know. mean I'm outsourcing my thinking to these people, so they better have fucking good delivery time. Like exactly. my, yeah, some, <laughs> my Somalian Uber Eats driver. It's so wild though. Like people just turn to them immediately, like, tell me what to think right now. What's better, going on? I don't know what's going on. They better right. pin their predictions on their profile. All right, well it's different when I do it. When I do it, I'm not I'm actually right though. That's that's different. But like, <laughs> Well, it's not even about that. It's just like it's just that they uh, they they're yeah. It's just complete certainty, and it's obviously it's a consumer thing. It's like you're you're paying me to to give you these takes. So these people are hiring me at these magazines and these media outlets. I need to be always right, and it's just like you know, it's like uh, that that one guy. I, I don't want to name any names, but like when the capital raid was happening, and that guy was just like, well, if they you know if this were for real, then they'd be writing laws in that in the right now like making their own laws and declaring their own country i'm like what are you talking about like it's just it's clearly like i have to seem like <laughs> this all makes sense to me and i've got the answer for this like relax dude just like you know soak it in I a think little think about if it i'm thinking of the, the correct craziest it, oh, if I'm thinking of the the correct person of who you didn't want to name, if I'm correct in in who I'm assuming, then I can't think of a single person who we've needed to do that more with of of referencing a retarded. We can cut this if we want, but referencing a fucking retarded take that we see on Twitter, and then going, "Look, I don't want to get into any problems, so I won't say who it is." But this absolute fucking baby brain <laughs> take, and then just not wanting to fucking mention the person by name uh which i totally <laughs> i guess i just ruined by mentioning that but but yeah, yeah 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 a lot of fucking stupid takes coming from that particular source that was the stupidest take though because it was like the belief that the levers of power that operate this country are physical levers that are exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right right exactly exactly they gained access to the control room and that dementia ridden grandma who loves donald trump is going to start coming up with a list of pork to add to all their bills right right, yeah, right so they could right. just shut off the cia brainwashing ray right in there <laughs> yeah yeah they can't just be like damn I, this is kind of crazy i didn't think this would happen they can't just say that they can't just admit that they don't know and then you know i mean there's moments of it when like brexit happens or trump wins and they're just completely thrown off right like there's moments of that so that's it's like a nice break but they they, they never own up to it they're just like oh yeah well, I was, whoops like everybody was wrong you know we thought there were wmd sorry you know what I mean? Just Russian hacking. Over. Right, right, right. Russian hacking. Sorry. Russian hacking. Sorry. It's the that's the that's basically what they're doing with this uh, Amazon unionization vote, too. Oh, uh, well, you know, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, first first of all, first of all, these workers are stupid fucking idiots. So write that down. And also, <laughs> uh, you know, Amazon rigged it somehow, probably with the aid of Vladimir Putin. Um, 
And uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the yeah. people that want to be the vanguard of the left thinks like the workers are retarded. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a beautiful exactly. take when you read that on Twitter and people are like, have you ever been to Alabama? It's like, well, yes, I fucking have. Yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, you're some kind of subspecies because they live in the South, especially when you're talking about a workforce that's 85% black. We're kind of getting into some really dark territory there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I give these motherfuckers like two years tops before they start mainstreaming like eugenics against their fucking uh, political rivals. That fucking um, Jamal Bowman post is terrifying of the like different like species of animals and the like um, the testing requirements. Oh, the standardized testing one. Yes. Yes. So go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So it was a comic and it showed all of these different animals, an elephant, a monkey, a penguin, some other bullshit, a lion maybe. And it was like, all right, this is the test. You have to climb a tree and you will be graded on that. So what this comic suggested is that different races of human beings are actually different species with different capabilities. And that perhaps <laughs> was the most offensive thing I'd ever fucking seen on the Internet. <laughs> well, that's just trickology, right? That's just like, this is this is like this is going back. To, this is this is the this is a OG Fed post vault right here. Uh, this is uh, one of our predictions is uh, the mainstreamification of, of hotepery, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With any luck. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm clinging to my fucking koofy. Uh, I put so that I don't get liquidated. <laughs> Jamal Bowman. All right. Let's see here. Wait, what's this the quote is... say? I can't read it. Yeah, this is tiny. Oh, uh, sorry. Our education selection. Yeah. Oh, for no, fair but... selection, every day, everybody has to take the same um, what exam. Please climb that tree. And he's talking to like animals of different species. Oh my god, man! I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> no, Let's black, judge that one. Black <laughs> people can't do math, I guess, or be on time, and that's apparently woke. Like, because <laughs> uh, being on time, punctuality is a like white supremacist like yep. value or something i'm just like what the fuck are you, this is so infantilizing to like black people <laughs> like, I'm, honorable, <laughs> I'm an honorable poc because uh, i'm never on time for anything this is very personal to me because what it suggests is that i'm bad at my job and engineer because i'm half native american when in reality it's because i'm very lazy um <laughs> i'll never take that yeah, this, uh, this this cartoon could could be Stone Toss. Is it like is this Stone Toss or Jamal Brown, <laughs> Bowman or whatever? But uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the the other thing I was gonna ask you guys about was uh, uh the the Janies thing, like the Janies mindset, and this we were debating this thing before of like uh like well, I guess this is just pervasive everywhere of of these people that jump up to defend these ideologies or these like you know you know tastemakers or these things like they they go out of their way to do the work of like being the white blood cell but they don't you know for for nothing in exchange really just just to do it and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and and uh basically you know if you think of like we're trying to debate the whole PMC elite separation thing of like how how together are they you know because in my mind I think there is a clear separation that the left PMC and, are temporarily embarrassed elites. Like that's right. what they think of. Themselves. 
house ass. Right, right. But they're they're the they're the jan- they're the jannies. They're the mods. They're the ones who are the, the you know custodials. You know, they're that's that's who they are. They don't have any real power. Well, they don't have any excellence, so they have no self-esteem. So they have to like try to make themselves appear like morally infallible. And that's how they get their esteem, you know? And it's creepy because they are like hall monitors in the worst way. Like all those people like being narcs after the Capitol riot, like they were basically working for the FBI for free and then calling themselves like revolutionaries. And I was like, you guys are all free psychos. Yeah. Yeah. And that woman doxing people on TikTok who got doxed, like, yeah, just just doing also like, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Like, I also feel like, there's an important distinction to make that like not everybody who like like sounds like a fed or you know like seems like they are promoting like race hatred or resentment is probably like on the cia's payroll like uh, this whole like culture it's almost like you're incentivized to like do this mm-hmm. and it's like they're normal people almost like Mm-hmm. They're yeah, just no, swept up in this are, vortex yeah. of it. This is like a yeah. self-affirming cycle of just like retarded ideology. Like the yeah. most people you see online, like no name, no name isn't a fucking fed. That bitch is just retarded. Yeah, this broad is like twenty-two years old. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like she's just, she's just, you know, like, like. Dude, oh my fucking god, dude. If I was fucking if I had a huge if I had like over a million fucking followers on Twitter, I don't I mean, I don't know how many I don't really give a shit how many followers. If I had a big fucking platform when I was 22 years old of people looking at me for political insights, I would like probably be a fucking like Nazi right now or something, right? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I would I would have fucking dug myself into a hole that I would never have been able to get myself out of. Like I would have ruined my fucking life, right? Um Yep. Yeah, c- come on, come on. Uh, I-, I think th- I think that also just like this, like this, like uh, all of these fucking dumbasses that like go to the mat for uh, like any anything in between, like uh, the pr- like like you know public servants, uh, elected politicians, or like uh, or like you know CEOs or whatever, just like people that just go to the mat uh, for these public figures. I think. Um, <laughs> I think I think that that has everything to do with the alienation we were talking about sure. earlier. Well, yeah, right? and the For fact sure. that AOC has big naturals, yeah. <laughs> right. and everybody is just so horny <laughs> and lonely, and it's basically like K-pop stands, but. They're like being fed her bullshit too. LC fan cam of her. Dude, I uh, love. Crime, crime I love. Over. I love the fucking shit that I got for my fucking post about <laughs> about fucking the the obvious fact that AOC has her own little fucking uh a plat uh, a platoon of like uh the word for yeah her own little fucking <laughs> army of incels which is patently <laughs> obvious right but it's yeah. definitely gonna dissuade me for it's definitely gonna uh, uh convince me uh to rethink my uh my uh my stance on that to have a bunch of fucking sex deprived male fucking leftoids jump into my fucking replies <laughs> and just screech at me uh that's that's definitely not proving me right you deranged fucking lunatics yeah, do you I mean, feel validated i mean 
Yeah, I, I don't fucking know, man. I felt I, I felt. Yeah, you feel validated. It also just like makes me feel ashamed that I'm like actually just doing social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like I really just should not be doing this at all. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they can't fuck They can't fucking help themselves. Yeah, I mean, when I wasn't having sex, I was a hardcore Radlib. And then when I got with my girlfriend, I, I wasn't. So, I mean, I'm sure that's coincidence. But uh, yeah, it's just my own anecdotal experience about that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. These people, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, I'll, say, I'll say, I'll say the like the uh, like. I, I think that it very rarely gets uh, talked about in that serious of a way. But like, no, dude, like, like <laughs> I'm half joking, date- but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, for real, like, like, dude, like you're 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 like dating. You're trying to like meet people or whatever, like. Come on, dude. Yeah, like I'll agree to some fucking stupid ass political shit yeah. that I don't actually fucking agree with. Yeah, because there's a girl? Like, sure. Yeah, are you fucking really? kidding me? Easy, oh, dude. Okay. Nicole, 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 <laughs> question. Come on. Come on, Come on now. Dude, on Tinder talking about there. I'm a demisexual. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude. There's there, there are there are plenty of there are plenty of girls in the two hundred six area code that think that I have the fucking the fucking politics of no name. Uh, good work, you did good. You did, you did good work, good work. Excellent. Oh my god. No one. But that's one thing I've been worried about, like, or wondering about, rather. So I understand yeah. if you're trying to just, like, get laid or, like, have a one-night stand, and that's fine if the bitch is kind of dumb. But, like, <laughs> if you're trying to have a relationship with someone, like, doesn't it kind of, wouldn't you want to have shared values? Well, it's certainly, it's certainly not ideal, and it's certainly, like, not someone, like, really, like, thinking in the long term. But, like, uh... You know, we talk about it again. It's one of these things where like it's funny to just like kind of be like chuckle fucks about it or whatever. But like the idea uh, what I said on the AOC post, right? Like there are a lot of dudes, right? A lot a lot of people in my own friend group, right? That like are, you know, probably too late for them. Probably are never going to date anyone ever, and like that's oh, like no, don't say that. Whoa, I think, dude, uh, that's a real fucking thing, and like, and and like, I think that I think that I would honestly even say that for a lot of people, like if if you need to fucking uh, performatively uh, like lie about being a lib just so that you can potentially like have a fucking life partner and someone to like join your finances together. Maybe buy a house, maybe fucking like build something meaningful with. I think that that's a reasonable fucking hit. Is it? Is it? Like maybe try to sincerely change your beliefs to that system if that's what you're going for. I don't think you should sure. build anything on lies so, to begin with, obviously. But like, not like a is very much so underestimating this power inside of the male psyche, which you never know. <laughs> it's every day I go to Home Depot and I hire day laborers to assemble furniture, build things and fix cars. And I let them go. And she believes all of this is true. I've been faking it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend thinks I care about like the underclass and all this weird shit. It's mad funny. It's so <laughs> you're telling me you've been fake and being handy this whole time yes unfortunately very based, very based. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's actually uh, Manuel in front of Lowe's who's been doing all those things. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> One man version oh. of the housewife that brings the cake from the store and takes the label off. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no! But I mean, like yeah, Mork, you were talking about kind of like years before we met, like how if you were briefly on internet dating, like just how. Long even the female seem so what's preventing the male incels and the fem cells from getting together um, I mean, the fact that they're fat and ugly let's be honest capitalism etc well people no, have I, insane standards yeah they, they 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 think that they're gonna date like a super hot celeb and they're gonna be a millionaire uh right. so anything below that is well it's not I'm, i deserve better than that even though they don't so I think there's a lot, a lot to do with that. Yeah, there's something that I really loved on the internet, and that was, I don't recall his name, but he was some conservative pundit wrote an article about how bisexuality and queer identity king, um, Zoomers uh, incels. And a Zoomer made a retort to this and said, that's actually not why we're incels. We're incels because all of our potential partners are fat, have bad social skills, you know, <laughs> are broke and everyone was upvoting this and you know agreeing on twitter they're like oh yeah that's exactly right it's like you just revealed the entire goddamn problem with your generation you fucking played yourself the problem is you're not you're not escaping the sedentary lifestyle that has trapped you you become the disgusting bug man zoomers yeah. posting l's yeah exactly <laughs> zoomers posting l's online I mean, like, I like, I, I I'm gonna, uh, I, I do, I do, like, I think, like, <laughs> I want to qualify what I'm about to say, which is going to be the, oh like, God. extremely <laughs> practical approach or whatever. Um, but, like, I'll just, like, I'll just, I'll just say it, right? Like, uh, um, the the overly idealized approach to romance and relationships or whatever like results in so many fucking people just being completely fucking miserable right yeah. i consider myself incredibly fortunate because i have someone who's like a partner in life with me and i and i love her very much and i'm attracted to her and all of these things right but like but like i think we all have known or maybe we haven't all known but like i've known plenty of friends right where like you know like you're you're hanging out and you're like oh we got to get you we got to get you set up with somebody right <laughs> uh and like and everybody is surrounding them and they're not doing them any fucking favors because they're conceiving of it as the fucking like love actually meet cute kind of thing as opposed to like no man like you you want someone who's going to be like an actual if you're fucking 300 fucking pounds like you're not gonna get the fucking nine out of ten Right. But like your life is going to be better with like someone in your corner with you for this ride. Right. And so just like just like getting something going that works like literally uh, <laughs> I'm building up to just saying like the West <laughs> would benefit greatly from just like doing arranged marriages or something. Right. Like that's what <laughs> fucking sickos need. Um, because like. Again, it, well, it's it's just like okay, like home ownership. That's probably the most likely way most of us are going to get it, right? Uh, like being able to fucking uh, build any kind of like uh, social unit, like a family or something. Like you're you're gonna need this shit, right? And waiting for for life to just sweep you up. I mean, especially when we're not even allowed to fucking leave our goddamn homes now. No, um, yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's. It, 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 People forget that like relationships of any kind take initiative. 
like yes. and like take like actually like working together to build something and make something happen and work and it's mm-hmm. like not just about just stumbling into something that just all of a sudden works great and, and it's you're not like, perfect it's an it's, underlying, not, it's never underlying perfect. risk aversion 12 times exactly but yeah. that kind of is no. like shown in like the polycule bullshit that's mm-hmm. going on. Like all these people, these like my, slugs. One, these of people my, one of my good like friends, like she told me she was dating this guy who th- said he was solo poly. And that meant that he, <laughs> he's the he, only poly person in the relationship. <laughs> no, he like basically said, like, I want to fuck around with other people in other words. Oh. And then he said, but I value the relationship I have with myself more than the relationship I have with others. And so I feel like, OK, that's not a relationship because a relationship is when you're building things. And that's I feel like a lot of people like a lot of younger people are just so focused on self-love and self-care. And they even in friendships, they don't want to be inconvenienced to be there for people when it's yeah. inconvenient to them. And it's like, See, okay, Nicole that's just the- revealed the yoke around my neck. She said a relationship is when you're building things. There you go. I haven't built stuff for me all the time. Whatever. Like, nice. I do stuff for you too. It's not <laughs> <Okay>. labor. <laughs> We're going like- to destroy your relationship in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's totally like, I feel like that is just proving like the problem is that these people like they don't they put themselves first in every situation like they are like oh I can't go to dinner tonight I need to have some self-care and have sushi in my bathtub and masturbate for two hours you know it's just like dude get over your fucking self like you're not gonna have good people around you if you're like that. It's like the commodification, like moving onto the marketplace of just like being a fucking human and being there for other people. It's like now it's like something that you trade and like trade like it's a commodity or value with your friends rather than just performing actual friendship. Yeah, it's It's scary. It puts you in a vulnerable. It's scary. It puts you in a vulnerable position. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, and it's it's also tied to the money thing of everybody thinking that they're about to get rich, and that's why, you know, they don't want to do anything collectivist or, or you know, or they're like, I'm chasing my own bag, that's all I care about is my bag, me, you know, fuck these other people, these other people are losers, they're lazy, they're unlucky, I'm gonna win, and I don't want to do anything collective that might help other people, that might help myself as well, I'm not down to do anything like that, because... Mm-hmm. I'm going to succeed better than them. And then they don't. And then all, everything's stacked against you. And there's only a small club of people that get through that. And you're probably not in it. And none but, of them are the libertarians talking like that, wearing the fedoras. Right. What you're talking about is, it's Randian metaethics is what you're describing. That is what uh, the ideology right. of the elites, that is exactly what they have. Objectivism. Right. <laughs> Yeah, what what is it? Uh, uh, fucking uh, 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 Tinder is just a Atlas shrugged realized <laughs> fucking dating scene. It really is like it's terrifying, like how people basically rate other people and like be like, oh well, you know, just like I've never used internet dating, and it just sounds hellish. Like it's it's bad. It's bad. John yeah, Galt is actually great. five foot eight. <laughs> It was, right, he's a, John Galt. The answer to oh, jo, who is John Galt is he's a little manlet. We need we need That's all the it. chads. We need all the chads and the super hot women uh, on all these dating sites to go on strike. 
and then all the blobs will probably just toil and die. Uh, and then that's how we'll uh, cultivate the the ultimate uh, society. Clearly, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just it's it's um. I, I think that I think that just like uh, uh, consumer culture has also just kind of like cultivated um, uh, uh, kind of similar to like how people talk about like uh, beauty standards and things like that. Just on every level, like the standards of just like people um, is just is just like unbelievable, unbelievable. And you had mentioned like a, a minute ago, CRK, like uh, like it's it's not perfect. Right. And it's just like one of these really obvious things that you hear all the time, but it's like repeated for a good reason. Right. Because like I even know from, you know, my personal experience, like you watch enough fucking movies that make it seem like, you know, like people are just perfect Lego pieces that just snap in. Oh, yeah. Um, Literally nothing's ever going to feel correct. Right. And you have a you have a whole generation of people whose parents probably got fucking divorced. Um, and they, you know, they, uh, uh, I'm too impatient to, to, to cook up uh, instant ramen on my stovetop. So I'll just have someone bring me my food instead. Uh, so what you're saying is, just, is that, so what you're saying is that people are mega blocks. I'm getting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just nothing, nothing will, nothing will be up to anyone's fucking standards it's not even just the media it's the the consumer thing it's just like uh, you know every time you're buying something it's like all right well this next version is slightly closer to perfect and why would you why would you settle for this inferior product why would you settle for this inferior life you can make your entire life perfect if you get these set of things so everybody's chasing that and and even if you're not you know deliberately they've hardwired everyone's brains to work that way and it's the whole compulsive addictive thing about the and whole they're using like consumerism is like going into these relationships where they are seeing all these things they consume as a reflection of themselves and their identity. Exactly. So of course their partner is a reflection of themselves. So that's why it's so creepy and weird how all these like fucking millionaire people telling like white people that they're like evil and shit all have white boyfriends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what sexual pathology is going on? Like, I don't want to fucking know. First of all, you're a millionaire telling people to like eat shit. And that's that's the real that's the real master slave dialectic going on right there in the bedroom. Oh my god. That Sarah Rao or whatever the hell her name is. Like, God, I can't stand it. Right, right, yeah. No, that's a great point. Like, people really do tie their self-esteem to it. Like if their if their stuff is not the best and they're like damn i must suck i'm miserable and they just put themselves in a hole it's like what are you why why are you doing that like why do you have that tethered to that that doesn't make retail any therapy bro right 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 stress shopping and all that but what, what was the sarah Rao thing what was she doing recently she said something like race to dinner oh oh, oh that the dinner she te- she teaches right yeah, where it's like it's like a thousand <laughs> bucks to like have her tell all these like white ladies that they're like terrible people. And they probably are terrible people if they're like cucked enough to like pay her that money. Like hey, they're probably I, if, narcissists anyway. It's like, oh, it's about me. I'm so terrible. Like flog me, you know, it's just uh, like, God. If I wanted if I wanted to pay too much money to get henpecked during the whole dinner, <laughs> I'd just have dinner with my friggin' wife. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs Roddy Dangerfield right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking egg. Yeah. 
But yeah, thanks thanks again, guys. Much appreciated. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Yeah, you too. Yeah, we'll do this <laughs> again. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Take care. <laughs>